0: Thanks for tuning in to What Is The Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question, what's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What Is The Point? Well, hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, John Martz, and I'm here with one of my all-time faves, actually one of the people that is our usual host, so I've been waiting for this for a long time, and this guy actually helped start The Point back with me a couple years ago, and his name is...
1: (laughs) Surprise. <laughs> that oh was such a lame gosh, intro so on awful. my end. But, you know, it was oh, awesome. John, man. it's so nice being on the other side and wow. actually getting to like talk to
0: you. I know. So I get to poke and prod you and I get to get some wisdom uh, that's been swinging around in that head a little bit. Um, but here's the deal um, today, man, just what a timely message. Mm, the time jokes. You're going to get it that time
1: bliss. Oh, wow. Hopefully. I don't know. Wow. We'll see. <laughs> we'll know in a hundred years. Clearly, uh, we're God's talking about time. Time.
0: Okay. We're talking about time. And, and here's the deal. We we always feel like we have more time because I know that I've spent a lot of time wasting my time. Okay. Yeah. I waste it like nobody's business, mm. especially when I'm putting off something that I know I need to do. So Bryce, here's my question. How do you waste your time? What do you do?
1: Oh, Gosh, there's so many ways.
0: <laughs> but when, the- when you got like a paper, you gotta write. when oh. you got a project that's due. Like what? When what I is that time, time prepping, sucker? I yeah, got a exactly. Things to waste time. Exactly. But
1: my go-to is honestly, it's bad. I have to set like blocks on my phone because I'm so bad at this is that I check email but it's not mm. like I, I go and I, re- I, re- like I just check it like I'm awaiting every yeah. like 10 minutes for a new email to come in and then when I see it I'll click on it I'll read it and then I won't respond and I'll come back 10 <laughs> minutes later and I'll do the same thing I swear if I added this up it has to be like two hours of my day it's something I'm working on though
0: it's like a nervous waste tick. time I know
1: yeah. I just so excited to hear what people have to say yeah, <laughs> that, and what they yeah, want to
0: tell me. I got to be honest, Bryce. I've never emailed you, so that's weird. <laughs> yeah, you text me. I only text, and I don't you. like texts. Wow, they're not up. as time wasting. Wow, I I know for me, like I just I'll always just clear up space on my computer. I don't know why. But anytime that I've, like, prepped a message anything, I got something big coming up, I will just, like, clear space, like, nobody's business on my computer
1: for no good no, reason. No, there's a good reason, John. Clear space, clear you mind. Gotta cle- oh, you got to have clear... Oh, wow. You
0: get it. Come wow. on. Wow. That's Man. it. Man, <laughs> there is some wisdom there. Dang. Just experience. I get it. <clears throat> I've, I've done it. I like that. Well, here's the deal. I hear this all the time as young adults that, um, and I, well, I don't need to do this now. There's not a lot of urgency mm-hmm. that I think a, a lot of us feel in our 20s and 30s because we're not looking back um, at our life, we're more so looking forward at the things that we can do. We still have possibilities. We still have dreams. We're still like, well, we can make this happen. We could do this. We could go here. We could live here. We could, there's so many things that are up in the air that we, we can sometimes be tempted to put it off to tomorrow. We can sometimes be tempted to be like, well, I don't need to do this now. It's not super important. And so, um, man, and, and even you know, for me, not to quote my favorite country lyrics, but uh, we gotta live like we're dying, right? Oh, oh man! Or, or that song I'm chokes me up. I'm in a
1: hurry to get things done. Boom! Okay,
0: we're done. Wow, I like that. I, we we got gotta it. add some
1: reverb on that. Wow. <laughs> that. What was that? That was my reverb. <laughs> young adults like we feel like we have so much time in the world right and that's not uh, necessarily the case like statistically if you look at something i looked up this week is that most of us think we're going to live till we're 80 years old but really a little more than half of us will and yeah that's way down in the future okay what about you know 50 years old i looked this up one in four of young adults people that are in their 20s aren't going to live past 50. that's my parents age you know and that's just mind-boggling to me because you know i see my whole life in front of me, that's the beauty of being Young and and you know twenty in your twenties is that like it's all wide eyed and you're like wow I have so much time but you never know when you could uh, be near the end of your time that you have and so I think you know tonight we looked at a letter that Paul sent Timothy when Paul was on his deathbed really he was writing a letter the last letter to Timothy sharing to, sharing to Timothy like what's important in the final hours that he has and see when we get to the end of our lives like it often brings clarity as to like what is important now and so i think us just being aware young adults that we may not have as much time as we think can really uh, bring us clarity as to hey are there some things that i've been putting off are there some things that i should do right now he's writing to timothy timothy is a young adult and timothy was able to do some extraordinary things at a young age because he took the wisdom that paul had and paul had wisdom through experience and that's what paul was sharing to timothy and so it just paints a really really a clear picture of like, hey, there are some things that are really important and it really helps reshift that if you look at or listen to Paul, he's at the end of his life. If we can kind of look at the end of our lives or look, hey, what if like my father or what if my brother like passed away tomorrow? Like, how does that change how I live today?
0: Well, I think that definitely gives some perspective of we don't have as much time as we thought and what am I going to do about it now? Mm -hmm. So there is kind of a sense of urgency that as young adults, we're maybe not used to. And so my question for you would be like, man, what do you feel like you have some urgency on right now? That you're like, man, maybe you feel like God's been telling you to do this and not to over-spiritualize it. Maybe you just feel like you need to be doing this or you want to be doing this, but you haven't. What have you been putting off?
1: Yeah, I love that. I think you know, this this message really has been for me because I feel like I've even delayed some big decisions when it comes to like, what am I gonna do vocationally mm-hmm. next? Because I'm like, oh, I've got time. Like, oh, I'll, I'll just try a couple of different things. I'll see what my options are. I'll research, I'll do all these things rather than actually stepping into something that I feel like God is calling me to step into. And so for me, when I realized that, man, like I, I could only have a year left, I don't know. Hopefully I have more than a year. But if, but if I truly had a year left and I lived my life from that perspective, what would I do differently today? How would I step into that opportunity, that, that vocational thing that I'm supposed to do? Like I would probably step into it right away, or I would realize like, oh, what's actually important. If I only have a year left, people are important. My family is important. Still passing on what I know to others. And leaving things behind, that's important. Uh, Reading, and like that's still important even in your last hours. And that's even what Paul was telling Timothy of, of, hey, these things are really, really important. I'm near the end of my life. I'm about to be executed, but I want something to read. I want someone to spend my time with, and I want something to write what I know down to share with other people.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So if I don't necessarily know, because similar to you, where right now you started a business, you sold said business, you're kind of in this state of limbo of what's next. I don't see you standing still. I definitely see you doing things. I definitely see you moving. I definitely see you growing yourself. I definitely see like a lot of momentum in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm not going to have you just nail down. Well, this is the one thing that I know I need to do. I need to start this or I need to do this. But like, there's probably a lot of young adults here. We're just like, okay, I, maybe I'm in college. So I know I've got the next three years, four years lined out. Um, or man, I just, I, I'm in kind of a backup career right now where I, there's definitely better things for me to do, but I just don't know what, like, how would you advise somebody to move forward? How would you advise somebody to not waste their time? And I know you mentioned a couple principles that Paul Mm. listed out, but like, what would you, what wisdom or advice would you give in that situation?
1: Yeah, for someone who's wanting to m- really move forward, but they feel like they uh, maybe they don't know the next step. Maybe the next they just what, what's yeah.
0: something that they could do that would at least be moving them in the right direction.
1: Right. Well, that's that's really good, and this is probably the advice that I could give myself. But um, one is continue doing things in that time period of, of, of waiting to take that step. The goal here is not to wait, but, but as you're in that transition, there's always a transitional period. Even if you're jumping into something right away is to continue doing things that you really care about is to continue doing things that you're passionate about. So you, you know, you say that I, I'm still running around crazy. You know, I, I, I keep myself busy, but but I'm just doing things that I really love and I may not be getting a paycheck for them. But <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I care about this enough that I'm going to continue spending my time doing awesome. it because this matters to me. And if I die in a year, this is, this is going to be time well spent. I also think that the advice that I would need to give to this person is sometimes you don't know until you go. Mm. And the longer you delay it, the more fear and anxiety and stress that that actually creates. And once you take that step you actually start to get momentum and because you're taking you're making movement you're taking action like that fear because you're breaking through it you're actually stepping through the fear like it's going to go away or it's going to maybe not fully go away but it's it's going to lessen the further you take steps down that path so even for me I'm trying to take steps down certain paths uh, paths in my life. So that one, I'm moving forward. And two, I'm like trying to break almost through that fear because just sitting there and looking at all the options and thinking about what I should do, that's super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I've been there uh, and I've researched and I've thought like you can, th- you can think your way out or into anything. Yep. So sometimes it's not about thinking, it's about following your gut. Yeah, that's great.
0: And I know that there's so many things that scare me, just might being my personality as a six that, um, I think that's helpful what you have right there of, I know that there's some times where I've said that I don't know the next step, but really it's because I'm running from something that scares me. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're like, dude, just, you know, it, this is your time to, um, yeah, to step into that and to, to own it. And like God brought you to it.
1: So he's going to bring you through it. So and here's, here's it. the thing, John, I've got to say this because this, this is the key part. <laughs> Ready? Ready? Give it to me. Um, you stepping out into that fear is your faith in action. That's your faith in movement. That's your faith in real life form. Bring it. So we can sit here all week and say, I have faith. Here we go. I praise Jesus. I'm following his word. Let's I'm following go. the wisdom that he's giving me. But unless we do something about it, unless we take action, what is our faith? Because oh. that is it. And that, that's testing your faith. And so even with Paul, like he's saying, the journey hasn't been saved. The, my life hasn't been safe. I've had enemies. i face faced fear. I've done these things, but guess what? The Lord has been with me every single step of the way. And so if we truly believe that and we truly have the faith that we say we do, then we're going to step forward and we're going to take that step.
0: Wow. And uh, I, I uh, read this on a Facebook post, or let me just go ahead and say, I heard it from a wise person. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's going to make me sound a lot better. But the difference between... or the opposite of uncertainty isn't certainty it's faith Mm. and it's like oh man that's so true it doesn't mean you have all the answers absolutely just just moving forward and so one of the things you said that (laughs) honestly like rocked me quite a bit um i i think like you could do a whole message over this specific thing right here. Uh, and I'm going to read the quote because yeah. it's so good. It's uh, the way we think about time defines how we spend it. Mm-hmm. Let me just go ahead and say that again. Yeah, because please, I think like, people please, have me on I, time and a half. Yeah, yeah. People have, Make sure to pause <laughs> after. I, I'll read it really slow for those uh, on time and half speed on this podcast. The way we think about time defines how we spend it. And so, Bryce, like, how has this been true for you?
1: Yeah. Well, I think first, before I get into me, because you know how much I love talking about me, <laughs> <laughs> is that when it comes to time, I think we see it in, in a couple of different ways. We see that we have all the time in the world. And when we see we have all the time in the world, we often delay obedience mm-hmm. or we think that we've lost time. We think that we're too far gone. We're, we're maybe too old or it's too late. And so what happens? We don't feel like we're... Uh, capable or we don't feel like it's worthy to continue going on or to continue doing things that really matter. Or maybe we're not even thinking about time and we're just haphazardly going through life doing things. And because of that, we're, we're abusing time and we're not being intentional for me. Good at that. Yeah. Well, I I was going to call you out, John, but I didn't know. For me, it probably uh, lingers. I say probably it does linger on the first one, like, I just don't think, of, I don't think of myself as dying anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, simple as that. And because I don't see myself as dying, I often procrastinate my life. I put things on hold. I delay obedience, and that's keeping me from where God really wants me to go. That's keeping me from the destination that he has me in because I'm delaying the obedience that he's called on to me. And so that's really, really tough.
0: What advice would you give somebody, or even you, Of the person who's just like, man, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to watch Netflix. Mm. Like, what do I need to hear that's going to wake me up? What do I, and, and maybe there there aren't words that you can say. And maybe I'm like, I'm not trying to guilt you into thinking that you might die tomorrow. Like, I, yeah. I've been to enough sermons in enough churches that'll do that. Yeah. Of like, when you could leave today and you could get you hit by a bus, tomorrow, which is because, true. Sure. Which is true. Sure. Uh, but I'm not here to guilt you into spending your time more wisely. That's a short term motivator. Yeah. What is a long term motivator where I'm just like, man, I just. I'm not valuing it. I'm Mm -hmm. wasting it because there's going to be so many people who right after this are going to hop on Netflix. There's going to be so many people who right after this, they're going to go honestly just waste their time. Um, And that's okay from time to time, but we don't want to make a habit of it. So how do we get out of that?
1: Yeah, I I would do some soul searching. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. And maybe you need to have a, a, a friend give you a swift kick in the butt to soul search. I'll do it. You know, I mean, find that friend. Tell them Tell them this is something that, the, you know, y- you are, are trying to grow in. Mm. Uh, that's a step maybe, yeah. you know, of like just communicate that this is a problem. Like become aware that like, okay, uh, and I'm not saying it's a problem, like it's the worst thing ever, but like, hey, yeah. I want to get better in this, you know? And so tell someone and then ask some deep questions. I think one that really helps me is what do I want to be remembered by? What do I want to leave behind? And if I don't have an answer to that question, then I'm asking why am I here? Because if you're here and you've been placed on this earth, like there's a reason and we have the opportunity to seize that opportunity we've been given to to impact other people and to leave something behind. And, and and that takes not realizing that this whole life isn't about you, which is a whole nother journey and a whole nother conversation, but that it's about other people and that that's a never ending journey. But yeah, like if you're thinking, man, I just don't know why I'm here or I don't know how to spend this time, I would say dig deep, ask questions and really try to dig at the root of like, what you want to be remembered by and if you can't think of that, ask yourself well then why am I here? Now hopefully that doesn't go down a a, a trail a a, a dark, dark, dark trail (laughs) uh, anyone listening, so if it goes down a dark, dark, dark trail, please invite other people in on that, but hopefully it leads you to like, okay, there's a reason I'm here and I can do something about it and I've been given this opportunity, I don't want to waste it Yeah,
0: and I mean that even could start with just taking a quick assessment with your friends, with your mentor, with your whatever, and just be like, where am I at now? Mm, and where do I want to go? Absolutely. What do I want to be remembered for is the goal and nailing that down. What are those things? What are those traits? What are those characters? And what am I doing now? Am I going the opposite direction of that or am I headed that way? And so that's good. That's good, dude.
1: Well, I think you added to that because you said, you know, maybe a mentor is that person, someone that, that you really trust and that, um, you know, has lived life, uh, someone who maybe is a little bit older, who's closer to the end of theirs. I mean, I think they can really help you ask those deep questions and they can help point you in the right direction when you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. And I I, just to, I know this is a
0: tangent, this is a side note, but I know a lot of people are like, man, I really just wish that I had a mentor in my life. And here's the deal. Just find somebody that's good at what you want to be good at Mm. and then ask them questions don't need to make it big. You don't need to like no proposals, set up, Yeah. No, don't, contracts. You, no, you don't have to, we need to meet up two times a month and we need to do, and like just ask questions I'll answer any question somebody gives me. When people ask for me to be their mentor, I'm like, the ball's completely in your your court. Just mm-hmm. come with questions. Absolutely. Let's let's get it, let's get it going. But if they just want to chat and like I just I just you don't, just don't have, have, have the time, the time, for, time for, that. for that. Absolutely. And so that's what probably people who are good at what they do are, are in that situation too. So don't yeah. overcomplicate it. Just ask questions to somebody and, and you don't even need to DTR that. You don't have to define the relationship of mm-hmm. they are my mentor. Just find somebody you like. Find somebody that's good at something that you're good at. And ask them.
1: Mm. Yeah, start small, ask, be intentional. Start small and be intentional. You don't have to ask for the moon. (coughs) Start small and then um, maybe it's that's a cup of coffee, you know, that you're meeting up with them and you can ask them some intentional questions with their time. Yeah, and come
0: prepared, Yeah. Absolutely. I know that's a tangent. So let me get, let me get back on time. Yeah. Let's uh, get back yeah.
1: on the actual on time.
0: <laughs> Here we go. I'm late a lot. So getting back on time right now. All right. There, there, there is something that you kind of landed the plane with that. That was interesting that I think we could talk a, and expand on yeah. a little bit more and unpack. And, and it's this, we like to be the owner of our time. Mm-hmm. Like we like to be the person with the pen writing the story and we get to tell, Um, how we spend our time. We get to own that. We get to decide how we want to do that. But um, you kind of shifted the the paradigm there of saying we're not the authors of our life. God needs to be the authors of our life. When have you tried to write your own story? Like when have you grabbed the pen and been like, I'm going to be in charge of my time? And, And when have you done the opposite?
1: It's great, man. The first thing that comes to mind is when I was building Spark, when I was building my company. And
0: Okay, uh, what what is Spark? Give me a little preface.
1: So Spark is this company that I accidentally started in high school. And I stuck with it and it grew. And I mean, I think there's a lesson there in obedience and staying with something and how it can grow and, and God can bless it. But I was really trying to do things my own way. I was trying to lead my own way. I was trying to go after things my own way. I was trying to be my own person. And, you know, that kind of caught up with me in, in college. And so I, I kind of strayed away from my faith in high school and in the beginning of college. And I was doing things for me. I was doing things on my own time, and uh, really that led me kind of down uh, a, a path that that kind of broke me. And I, I was literally trying to control every everything, uh, my time, people's time that worked for me, the people's time that I lived with. Uh, I was trying to be God, basically, and uh, often felt like I was, you know, in that situation, which is a terrible, terrible thing. And God had to bring me down really to my knees and uh, let all of that stuff go and really give my time, which is the most precious thing we have. I had to give that to him. And so what happened is the next summer, um, I actually ended up going to a nine-week like leadership, just like thing in Florida that was all about growing in my faith. And I literally gave up that nine weeks to God. And I said, I don't know how we're going to, we're going to do this because I have a company to run and I have employees and you're about to have me go tell them that I'm leaving them for three months in the summer and that they're going to run everything by themselves. How how many times did your boss said that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right? Like it didn't happen. Your twenty year old boss, how many times has your twenty year old <laughs> boss said that when you're older than him? Like what? Like if, if Spark people are listening right now, like, man, I'm sorry. But like God led me uh down to Florida. And I really had to give up my time and give up some things that were really hard on me. But I remember saying like I, every summer, it was always about me. Every summer, it was always about what I wanted in the next level of success and the next money, you know, dollar, the next page, whatever. That summer, I was like, for once, I'm going to give a summer up to God and see what he can do in my life, see how he can grow me, see how I can learn. And man, he just completely reshifted me and recentered me on his time and uh, on his foundation. And I would just remember coming back and I'm not saying I'm a completely different person, but I'm leading from a completely different place and I'm leading from a place of like, this isn't mine anyway. And so why am I trying to control it? How can I give this thing that I've been given to other people? How can I pass on what I'm doing to other people? How can I make it not about me and about other people?
0: That's crazy, because that's exactly what you did. Because I remember you coming back from that three-month missions discipleship, discipleship leadership. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you came back to me, and this this is a big part of my journey of digging into those fears that I have of. You know me thinking maybe we should do something with young adults. Maybe we should start something. I don't know why me. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and you came. back. I literally
1: remember running into you at, uh, I, in the lobby. Yes,
0: you, and and by the way, I did not know Bryce at the time. I always called him Suits Guy because uh, I wore because he to always church. wore a suit to I church wanted to look
1: my best. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
0: So so weird. We were not close. We weren't friends. Yeah, we barely knew each other. You come into the lobby. You come like straight up to me. And You're just like, dude man, we should do something for young adults. <laughs> and I was like, you oh, are, no. did, you, did are you reading my mail? Like oh, what man. the heck is going on? I and remember I, I remember looking at Bryce was like, dude, if you're in, I'm in. You, I think you literally said that. I said the words. verbatim. I remember it like it was yesterday. You're like, if I'm not doing this alone,
1: yes. I'm in. <laughs> I was like, there's just
0: no way I can do this alone. And so, man, what, that's just. What a journey. It, it really has. And I know, um you know, so many people know the point. So many people don't know the point, but, but that's really the start of it. And it it was twofold. One, it's you coming back and saying, okay, my time's not my own anymore. Mm. I'm giving, and this was probably revolutionary for you where everything you, you had built stuff, you were successful, Mm -hmm. you had done things, you were making money. You were like changing that whole paradigm and saying, all right, I'm going to give it away. Mm. I'm going to give my time away. Two things that I think are valuable, but I'm going to give it away. I'm going to let God write write the story, and let's see what happens. Mm. And it, like, I just remember time after time after time, you speaking in my life. and not to make this podcast about me, <laughs> but you speaking in my life, just being like, dude, you got to do this, dude, you got to lead this way, man. Like, just just make the decision, man, lead, like you're supposed to do this, you do this. And I know this is my role. So I'm going to play it. And like, man, you just coached me so many times along the way. And so I know for me, I'm just so, so thankful for that. And, um, man, exactly what you're saying. If I can bring any credibility, like, geez, you've underplayed it like crazy, but, um, just watching God use you, watching you grow in this season of not this is a rare season for you because you've literally had a job since you were 15, 16. You built a company. You've built another successful, uh, you built a successful ministry here um, in partnership with me. And so mm-hmm. like when it comes to the season that you're in right now, this is probably crazy. Yeah. Because you're like, I, I, I sold my company and I'm giving my time for free to the church. And um, you know, my again, my time is not my own. Even yeah. when I have a lot going on, and I'm running a business, and I've got craziness going on. My time's not my own. And even when I'm sitting here waiting, almost seemingly waiting, mm-hmm. my time is not my own. And man, what a what a crazy testimony that is. So, last thing, what do you want to leave people with when it comes to time? It, it doesn't even need to relate to time. What do you What do you want young adults to know, man? What do you What do you want to leave them with? You're in it right now, so like just share. Yeah. Maybe share what you're going through, or share what you want them to know, what you want them to leave with.
1: Absolutely. Well, first I just want to say, man, it's been a journey and I'm excited for what is going to continue to happen here under your leadership. And man, I've just loved every single second of it. You can't get, you can't get me away from this place, you know, every second. Oh, I mean, even the tough times (laughs) I've learned from, and and now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was good. Um, and and I'm so thankful. So I could say all those nice things back to you, but I'll save the audience, the, the spare. (laughs) But I I think the big thing is, you know, tying a bow on all of this is, you know, I really did give God uh, the pen to my story. And wow, has he created and allowed some really, really cool moments in there to happen. Some moments that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have kind of let go per se. And I'm still like that pen. It's still in his hand. Like that pen. I, I don't have And so it's me trusting him and what's next. It's me trusting him that whatever he's going to continue to write, like I'm there and I'm in and I'm going to move forward. And it might be scary. It might be tough. I may not know if this is the right thing up here in my mind, Mm -hmm. but down deep, deep down, I know that this is probably where he wants me to go. And I'm going to trust him because he's still got the pen and I've given him the pen and I'm not going to take it back. And I'm going to be obedient where he's leading me. And so I would say if you don't, uh, if you haven't given God the pen, that's a great, great, great step. Like you can do that now. Like you don't have to control your life or your time anymore and see what, see what he will write in your story. See what he will write in your letter, because I promise it won't let you down. And and for some it's, man, you've given him that pen, but let him keep the pen. Don't try to take it back. Because I know it's so, so easy to want to grab that back. And so it's just trusting him that he uh, is going to continue to write the story all the way to the end. That's awesome, man.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's a he's way better author than us. So if, absolutely. if you want a boring life, keep writing your story. Amen. To that. If, if you want a crazy, oh, an empty life, Yeah, absolutely. If you want a crazy, unpredictable plot twist, Wild all kinds of wild stuff. You do things that scare you to death, but you have the the highest highs. Um, yeah, let,
1: let, give him the pen. Let I love it, it, man. He'll be with you through it all. So awesome! Thanks well, for hosting this week, Bryce. This was awesome. It,
0: Can it, we do this every week. I don't want to be like Chick Fil A, but it was my pleasure. Oh, nice to, be, to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> to be on this podcast with you, I know uh, we'll reverse the roles uh, real soon. Again. soon. Awesome. Hey, uh, again, if you have any questions. What is the point at TV? Let's plug it. Let's go. We've gotten a couple in. Make it happen. We'll see you next week. We're out.